The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. A few months ago, I was sitting on a plane. It was a packed plane, and there was only one seat available. And a, the player about to close the doors, and I'm like, Baruch Hashem, I have that open seat next to me. And literally, as they're closing the doors, this fellow comes running onto the plane, and they sit down next to me. It was, you could tell, a, a high, looked like a pretty wealthy individual. And I'm sitting there, I actually had a safer, and I was learning, and all of a sudden the individual starts to talk to me. And the individual shares with me that they're, they have a, a large company with many employees, and that they're actually traveling to the same destination that I was traveling to, to try to um, open a branch. They already have a branch, but they really need to kind of take things to the next level. And they share that they're struggling in the biggest way to find quality people, to manage it, to run it, to be involved in the business. It's really interesting. And then on a whim, this fellow says to me, I want you to know something. If I was Jewish, I wouldn't be struggling to find good people. What do you mean? Why do we have an edge? And the person says to me, because even though I know nothing about the city that I'm trying to open up a branch, that's only because I'm a non-Jew. But if I would be a Jew, I know that I would tap into the Jewish community that lives in that city and that they would help me, they would assist me in finding the right type of people and in making sure that my business is successful. So, wow, that's amazing. And this person that was talking to me was from Utah. How many Jews live in all of Utah? Kimat none. Yet they knew that the word on the street is that Jewish people take care of one another and they help one another out. And there's no such thing as two Jewish people that are strangers. That's Kedoshim to you, the fact that we take care of one another. That's literally how it is. Do you know that in Mexico City, there's a shul called Magen David. It's a big shul. And one year during the Purim celebration in the shul, they have a big, massive Purim Seuda. All of a sudden, the rub of the shul notices that amongst all the different people who are dressed up and are celebrating is the chief of police of Mexico City. That is a pretty substantial position. There's a lot of policing that's necessary in Mexico City. And he recognizes the chief of police who's looking around and he runs over and he says, it's an honor to have you here. What gives us this, this honor? Why are you here? He says, I came to, to see what's going on. I wanted to see your celebration. Really? That you come to check out celebrations? And the police says, you want to know the truth I'm here? He says, I do want to know the truth. He says, you know, Mexico City has a lot of crime and there's a lot of partying and the partying often leads to violence. And our police department has an arrangement with the alcohol distributors in Mexico City that if there's a large quantity of alcohol delivered to any location, we're notified. Because usually that means there's going to be a massive party. And if there's going to be a massive party, there'll be brawls and there'll be violence. And we want to have a heads up that we could have concentrated forces in that area, that if things go crazy, we have a way to come in and prevent additional violence. He says, we got a notification that you had a large quantity of alcohol delivered to your synagogue. So I sent one of my guys a while back, an hour or two ago, to check out the situation. Such a large quantity of alcohol, we're probably going to need extra reinforcements. And the guy calls me back a half hour in, and he says to me, you got nothing to worry about. There's a lot of people here that are inebriated, that are intoxicated, that drink a lot, but not no one is fighting. A lot of people are hugging each other, and they're smiling, and they're dancing, and they're singing. It's the most beautiful sight. And they're drunk, but not a single brawl. There's not a drop of animosity or hatred. It's a beautiful sight. The chief of police said, I thought to myself, he's lying. It's impossible to have such a large quantity of alcohol on so many people, and there should be no violence. The Jews probably paid, paid him off. They bribed him. You know what? There's a lot of you know, dishonest people in our police force and we're trying to weed them out. And I figured this is a good opportunity. 
I'm going to come down, I'm going to catch him red-handed. He probably took a bribe. And here I am, and I realize he's saying the truth, and I can't believe this. In my entire life of law enforcement, I've never seen a party with this quantity of alcohol and this much love in the room. And the Rav thanked him so much. And the Rav had an incredible schar that evening. It wasn't an external schar. Maybe it was the protection of the police department. But it was the knowledge and understanding that even the Goyim around us appreciate and understand the lofty level that Kalal Yisrael lives on. You know, B&H is well known for their incredible customer service and their excellent prices. And all kinds of electronic, electronics from cameras to computers to drones, etc., etc. We all know that they're closed on Shabbos. There was a non-Jewish Christian fellow from far off that called them on Shabbos. It was actually the Shabbos before the Goyesha holiday at the end of December. And they wanted to purchase a number of electronics and they found out that the store was closed. And they did some research and they realized that it was a Jewish-owned company. They say B&H stands for Black Hats. And it was closed on Shabbos. And they called up the store and they said to them, how could you close the Saturday before December 25th? It's the absolute worst business strategy in the world. It's probably the biggest day that you can make money. And the fellow on the other side, who was a Hasidic fellow, said, it's our Shabbos, it's our Saturday, it's, a, it's our day of rest, etc., etc. The fellow says, okay, I, I get it, but I don't know how you run a business and don't be successful. He says, God provides the fellow system. This Christian fellow goes back to his pastor and he goes into to research a little bit more about Judaism and he finds out more about Shabbos. And then he pens an email to the to one of the people, the president of B&H, and he says, I want you to know something. I'm sure that that Saturday, the Saturday before December 25th, you guys lost a lot of money, but I want you to know something. You gained in me a customer for life. Because people who put their convictions and their beliefs over making money are the people who light up this world. Thank you so much for giving me the honor of being able to purchase from your store. That's Kiddush Hashem. That's when the world, the world sees us, the Yaromi Mecca, and they have this incredible reverence for us. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.